Hello. Hello. Okay. All good? I can hear you. It looks like you're doing blah, 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 blah. We are recording. Recording? We are. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Luke, I am your father. Okay. So, what do you want to talk about? Uh, the triple-demic. Okay. Really? Or are you joking? What is the one thing that we have managed to talk about all week? I've, I've, I figured, actually, but In- first... Inflation? But first, Elon Trump. There's our show. Yeah, that's it, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Um, here it goes. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, December 17th. 2022. It's just after 3.30 UTC as we're starting to record. I am Sam Mentor and Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, Yvonne. Hi. Oh, you remembered the mute button. I'm so proud. I I, I did. I actually started looking for it and I'm like, oh, right. The thing. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Um. So our plan, we're going to do a but first. And then sadly, sadly, I say, our two main topics of the day. <laughs> We're going to do one on Elon and one on Trump. It's, it's, it's an all asshole show. <laughs> Especially when Basically. you include us. Like, exactly. I mean, it's a completely all asshole show. Nonstop <laughs> assholes, wall to wall. Wall to wall assholes. That's right. So uh, that's the plan. Um, and uh, l- let me let me go first with my butt first because I want to get it out of the way and it's kind of it, it, I I won't spend long on it because I mm. really don't want to. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, I know. Um, Famous last words of this show, indeed. I know. I'm it, not going to take too much time on the subject, but yeah. Well, th- this is a little personal news and it's a little sad news. Um, our our older dog uh, Miley. Um, has reached the end. Um, no, she is uh, very, very elderly. Um, was four years ago, she was given a few months to live, so she has far exceeded because of cancer. Uh, so she has far exceeded that. Um, but she's taken a significant downturn uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, and at our last sort of regular checkup with the vet, they basically said, you know, there's some stuff going on in her abdomen that could burst like at any moment. Um, and, uh, you know, there really isn't anything left to be done. And if we allowed things to sort of progress naturally, it would probably be like an abrupt, like emergency situation. It would be painful, et cetera. Um, so How it, old's the dog? Well, it, she was a rescue, so we don't really know. Um, but yes, what's your best guess? 
Um, let me let me check one thing. I should have had this all prepared. I should have had this all prepared. Um, but uh, if that were the case, then this wouldn't be Carmudge's corner. What, what are you talking about? Of course. Um, we got Miley in. Hold on. Now I have to do math. You have made me have to do. Well, math. you could tell me the numbers. I could, you know, help. Okay, um, we got her right around Alex's sixth birthday, so that would be two thousand five. No, no, okay, two thousand fifteen, two thousand four, two thousand fifteen, two thousand fifteen. Okay. Uh, so, so that was we, seven years ago. So we've had her about seven years. She was probably already five or six when we got her. Okay, so she's 12, 13 years old. Okay, yeah. well, that's, she she's that's a, a very she's an she is an elderly dog. dog. She is an yeah. elderly dog. She she was not young when we got her, and like I said, she um about four years ago, over four years ago now, they gave her only a few months to live. Uh so wow. so she's okay. So, so she's she's far. Expectations outperformed expectations, but it's at the point where, you know, like if if we let things progress naturally, it would not be fair to her. It would be painful, it would be it would extremely be painful, stressful, yeah. etc. Yeah. Um, so we we've scheduled the end for Monday, uh, and Eesh. so uh, we are, yeah. uh, you know, cr- first of all, crossing our fingers it doesn't become acute before Monday. Um, but uh, otherwise we've got, how's the, how's, how's the dog doing right now? She's getting around. Uh, she, she, it, like I said, it just in the last few weeks, she's gotten a lot weaker, um, a lot less steady on her feet. Uh, you could tell that even differences in her eyesight just in the last few weeks. So things have started to go downhill pretty quick. But she's still getting around. If she smells food, she comes and she begs for it and she eats it excitedly. Um, she she still co- goes up and down our stairs, even though like they, they told us, like, be careful of that, because if she falls, it could cause. But right. like she like we tried blocking it off and she just got around it. Um, <laughs> you know, go, going down is a lot easier than going up. If we see her going up, uh, like somebody will follow behind her just to ready to catch if something happens. But, uh, but, uh, so she's very unsteady. She's, uh, you know, but, you know, she's still got some spunk, but she's also, you know, she's looking very tired. She's looking like she's ready, maybe. So it's, you know, it's hard to tell, but it's time, you know, and it's, it's always one of those decisions. It's like really, really hard to know exact in, unless you have an acute situation, it's hard right. to decide yeah. when is too, when, you know, you don't want to do it too soon, but you also don't want to do it too late, you know? And anyway, uh, it, 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 it's been a rough week. We sort of got the, you know, she'd been deteriorating for a while, but we got the news from the vet that, yeah, like there's something going on in there that could become acute at any moment. You don't, you do not want to wait much longer. We got that news early this week. So, ah, yeah. So we had to have like the family meeting and decide and figure out when we could, when we should schedule it for. And, uh, Brandy has been all over the place cause you know, her whole state rep thing and a few other things she's got going. So she's been like traveling all over the place within the state, but 
uh, you know, and has all kinds of obligations, but we all, we all cleared off our Mondays. Uh, you know, so Monday we're, we don't have anything else going on, but this, and we're all, you know, we're going to do what we have to do. Um, uh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. But, you know, like I said, she, she's, she's been a good dog. She's had a really long life before, before we got her, she was like a breeding dog. Like she had at least one litter, maybe more. Uh, mm. they, they, the, the people at the shelter thought she had been a breeding dog that was dumped when she was no longer, uh, going to be a good breeder. And oh, that's uh, nice. yeah, exactly. So, but you know, she, uh, she, she's been good. She's been, you know, she, she's gr- great with Alex great with every she's a super friendly dog like our other dog is a complete and total spaz like the young <laughs> dog but this dog calm collected gentle the whole deal uh she's been great um so uh, sad stuff um but you know it happens uh and uh yeah and and at a certain point it's the kinder thing to do to take it you know schedule this kind of thing rather than let things progress na- progress naturally so it is what it is uh, okay well so on that down note uh, oh that, that great lovely note i i just wanted to give that update i, I like i i couldn't go on too long about it because like i'll break i'll break up and start crying and stuff but yeah yeah let's yeah, let's so. let's not have that happen. so uh yeah point. i might put a little bit at i might put a a little thing that Alex and she did together like uh, years ago at the very end of the show after the credits. So hold on uh, for that. But uh, cause Alex sang a little song about her, like when he was like six years old or whatever is cute. Okay. Anyway, I'll put that at the very end, but with that out of the way and to stop being a downer, it's your turn. Do you have something that's not a downer for your, butt first something that it's not a downer, something that is not a downer. What the hell, boy? Um, <laughs> I don't. Any good know. movies or books? Something funny? I don't know. A joke? <laughs> something funny? A joke? Uh see, I put you on the spot. Like your butt first was going to be horribly depressing too, right? Well, I mean, now I'm like, you know, what the hell? I mean, um. I I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, what the hell? I mean, to follow this up with um, it's a bummer. Um, hmm. 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 But first, well, um, you know, the thing is that we, we, we're going to talk about only Trump and uh, 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 idiot. Uh, the other idiot, idiot, you know, it's like dumb and dumber should call these two clowns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I got to bring this thing up that's been cu- I, I, sharing some stuff on online about uh, 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 how it, this whole thing about some managers right now that are struggling with their companies now trying to blame. Uh, working from from home as why <laughs> their companies are struggling. Not not the business problems they've created, but uh, that this is the case. And then some people like now like glorifying now thinking that ah oh, look, 
we, you know, you see that what we need to do is treat employees like shit. That that's, that's what works. Not this coddling of employees. Oh, of course. The, uh, the worse you treat them, the better they work. Right. I, I, I'm like, what is the hell's wrong with people? But, 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 you know, on a lighter, frothier note, aside from, instead of going into that, which that's got to do part with like one of the dumb and dumber people. Um, I had this thing. I forgot. Um, did you see about this fish tank that exploded in uh, Germany? Oh, yes. Follow up with my dog with more animals dying. Nice. Well, uh, I mean. <laughs> yes, I did. You know, okay. Well, what the hell? Sorry. I mean, it was just <laughs> very odd. Okay. You know, I, I don't know. Have you so, ever so to explain. Thing? What, okay. Yes. This is one of these life. multi-story giant aquariums in the middle of a thing. It's like big, in the middle of the lobby of a hotel. Yeah. Big cylindrical. And, and it actually surrounded an elevator. There was a glass elevator. So you actually could go up and just see. Yeah. You could go up out. and down through the middle of it. You could right. see it from the outside, from the lobby, from some of the rooms, blah, blah, blah. There were, you know, it's the kind that's big enough that divers go into it and interact right. with the fish and stuff. Yeah. And then some, somehow like at five forty in the morning, local time, kaboom, it just exploded. Now the one thing for some reason that this brought like, yeah, I'm not happy about all the dead fish, but did you ever see the movie Sing? Uh, I I don't, I think I've seen little bits and pieces. I don't think okay, I've so seen the full movie. It, it's really weird it's because like there the is a scene pig, in the movie. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's like with animals, it's animated. It's it's a, it's a actually a very good movie. If you, you add it to Ooh, your so list. movie review, Sing. Yes. So the one thing is that, uh, well, in one scene in the movie Sing, there was this scene where uh he goes into the theater and builds this this uh uh you know fish tank like this that is actually this massive display behind the stage in order to entertain a guest so the floor is glass and the walls are glass and then a fight ensues when somebody hits it with a with with a some kind of a club very hard and the glass cracks and all the fish go out the front of the theater and out. And I got to tell you that the scene from like the movie is so much like what I've seen, like everything show what happened here. It was just really weird because it was just one of these things that I'm like, now okay, let me, only- let me ask. I've, Cause I've seen the headlines, but I have not clicked through. So I've seen a few pictures, but I have like, there's gotta be like CCTV of this happening. Right. I, I haven't seen lobby. CCTV. I've seen pictures of before and I've seen pictures of after. I have not seen any, you know, uh, CCTV, but, but there's, there's got to be, be something. There's got to be. There's got to be. But but look, it flooded the whole damn lobby. For right. all we know, the DVR center with all the machines was flooded in this damn thing anyway. Mm, yeah. You know, so I—I I mean, it's just—it's it's just incredible how this thing just in the middle. I mean, I, I've just never have seen an aquarium tank like that just pop. Now, and and from what I've saw, that I mean, they said like like fifteen hundred fish or something probably. Yeah, died, but like two people were injured as well, right? Yes, yes, but well, no one was killed. Were injured. Nobody was killed. Nobody was other killed, than the yes. fish. Other than the fish, unfortunately, yes. You know, um, and unfortunately, when I was a kid, yeah. I had this is a standing tank. Yep. I had a standing fish tank that was obviously not as big as this, but you know, it was it, it was like say about six feet tall. Let's say about on you. 
It didn't explode. My brother and my sister got into a fight. I think and I they knocked it over. Story. Yeah. Okay. And it, it broke into a billion pieces and all the fish went down a drain. Uh, so, but, but that was knocked over in a fight. Right. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, you know, you've seen some of the plexiglass that they use for these things. It's, it's like massive. six inches thick or something. It's, it's yeah, huge. It's huge. I mean, I'm just like, I mean, I'm still like baffled. And, and I what? presume they all oh, it regularly and all that kind of stuff. Apparently they did a massive service to this tank in 2020, right. not that long ago. I mean, I'm so sure there'll I, be a huge investigation and they'll figure out like what structurally failed, but still. So that's one hell of a big fish tank to blow up. Yeah. I, and, you know, I, I heard that there was a guest that was in bed. And she said that it felt like an earthquake. It stopped. And it was like 540. She was like, yeah, I'm going back to sleep. And then all of a sudden, emergency services came and dragged her room. She's like, oh, God, what the hell? I'm just, you know, I'm like, you know, I've had earthquakes when I've, I, I've felt an earthquake while I've been sleeping. I don't know if you have. No, I have. I have, I have, I have yet to actually feel an earthquake. There have, like, there was one a couple years ago that was it, very small, but in my area where, like, a lot of people did feel it, and I believe my wife and daughter felt it. My son and I slept right through it. It was in the middle of the night. Didn't you know? Had well, no I had one. I remember that I was when I was in Puerto Rico, which Puerto Rico is in a seismic area as well, uh, like around three in the morning. Okay, all of a sudden. I, I felt like, I don't know, something weird. But the one thing that got me up is that we, I had metal blinds in my room. Okay. And so they rattled. Oh, they started like clanging, like really loud. I'm like, what in hell? And I realized that the, the bed was like, kind of like swaying. And I'm like, oh, we got an earthquake. The hell? So, uh, you know, I, but, but, you know, I must admit that it ended pretty quickly. And I was like, okay, well, let's go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, I was I was annoyed that time because I was like, I slept right through it. What do you mean? Uh, but there was another one that happened to me. I went and I I, I was at a I think it was an I went to an SAT prep class when we were and we were in the second floor and we were in the classroom and all of a sudden we had an earthquake. I remember that I immediately evacuated. Like the other people were like standing and they were like not knowing what to do i told them, look we should evacuate at least until we get it all clear nothing's happening they all just stood around i'm like okay whatever okay well it's all clear i'll go back in but they were like they they all didn't see they, they were all like confused didn't know what the hell to do yeah kind of weird how sometimes people just get paralyzed in those situations they're all like i think i did manage to coax a few people look let's, let's evacuate then just wait a little bit no aftershocks and we'll go back into the building now? You know, I, I was saying that like I felt bad that I missed it, but to be clear, I felt bad that I missed it, and it was a small, non-destructive earthquake that right, no not, damage. Not, not a, like, right, right, right. Like so I am, I am little, not like sitting here hoping. You don't for want the to San Andreas fault to let her rip like right now, you know, or something. You want to feel it. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, I don't mind. I think, like you know, having never experienced it, I feel like feeling a really, really minor one might be an interesting experience. I do not want to feel it's a big really one. disconcerting. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's just, you know, because it's just, everything is just moving and you're just like, what, what the hell, you know, it is one of the most disconcerting experiences to ever have. 
Yeah. So anyway, all right, that's it. That's all I got. I'm out. Okay. Well, let, let's take our break then. Um, and then uh, you want to do Elon first or Trump first? Oh, uh, let's go with the fucking Elon. Okay. First. We will be back right after this. back and i realized there was one thing that i meant to put in the first segment too but uh i will repeat several times before the end of the show which Mm -hmm. is not next week but the week after that will be our 2023 prediction show and i promised last week that i would share a link to give us suggested questions so i've got that ready to go it's all set Ah. up it's all shared Mm-hmm. Um, I have for now, like you know, in previous years, I've immediately brought over all the questions from the previous year and then asked people to add to that. This time I have just put blank, you know, our topics our our big topics, politics, okay. international economy, technology, and hodgepodge. And I'm going to ask people come in, go to our, it's a, it's a shared Google docs. Just add the questions that you want to add that you would like us to answer. We don't promise to answer every single one of them, but if they're reasonable, we probably will. And then I will fill them in like with questions that, you know, we we have a certain set of questions that we always do. And there's certain ones that are predictable. And I'll add some of those in if we don't have enough from the crowd, but we would love to get suggestions from you guys. Uh, So two things. So first, here's the URL. It's tinyurl.com slash 2023ccpred. Pred for predictions, CC Pred. Uh, so tinyurl.com slash 2023 CC Pred. Okay. I could have typed out all of predictions or something, but I just okay, did no, no, that's it, fine. It's shorter. Good. I don't know. Um, so go there. The other thing I would ask you is if you do add a question, please like sign it with like, you don't have to put your full name, but like maybe your first name or something. So, you know, we can credit you if we use that question. There you go. Excellent. Sounds good. Uh, and a brief mention before we, you know, since we, we haven't talked about the crypto anymore on the crypto fiasco, bankruptcy, the disaster, implosion, whatever, because there's a whole bunch of more shit going on in crypto. I've got good news. Yeah. Lego investing is booming. Here's how it works. Lego oh, yeah, fans and collectors are buying and selling the plastic toys for profit and seeing better average returns than for many other assets like stocks, gold, and art. You know, I have got two Lego sets here in my office, unopened in box, that I've gotten as presents in the last couple of years. Uh-huh. And so I have to decide, right, do I do I just keep them that way forever? 
because they'll That'd be, be worth they, maybe your retirement fund right there. Yeah, exactly. Now, on the other hand, at least one of them I want to build and play with. Like, you know, probably both oh, of them actually. Shameful. But, shameful. but you know, if I did that, I ruined the value, right? That's right. You know, so, so far I've been using the excuse that, you know, we need a, these are big sets. So I need like a big open space to do it. And we currently don't have such a space. So I'm like, uh, they're going to sit for a while until we have an appropriate space to do it. And probably a time where there's like, you know, a vacation or something where we're, there's lots of time to relax and do something like that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so that's an excuse, but in reality, like, you know, these things are probably already worth more than they were paid for by the people who gave them to me as presents. Mm-hmm. You know, well, there you go. So there you get, big, there, so big they investment. Gave you, woo, yeah. Oh boy. Woohoo. <laughs> Got all that money there. I'll buy some, or buy some Bitcoin with it. Anyway, you know the problem with that though is, in order to get the money, you would have to sell it. Ah, uh, yeah, that you can't keep it and get the money. That's right, you can't. You know, although you, unless, well, 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 you, you well, 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 it, well, alone with it as collateral. Well, that's what I was going to say. Or, or like I, I, I've seen like this, this that exists right now, where you can get like instead of selling your house. You got these people that are there will buy an option on on you selling your home that mm-hmm. are co-investors. So you get to keep the house. Oh. But you get money. And okay. then when you sell it, then they just share on the profits. I thought you were going to suggest, you know, along so you the sell line- an option on the Lego. Uh, okay. Just, just yeah. You know, so you keep the Lego, but these people buy an option on the Lego, and then when you sell it, they share the profit. Or or how how about this? You know, because oh. we, we've been talking about like all of these like video things, like the white noise and stuff. I could produce a 10 hour video <laughs> of a camera simply looking at the unopened Lego box and it would get billions of views. You and- know, l- look, look, I, I actually think that this sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and I'm not even being facetious right now because seeing that my wife just told me, I, I, I was talking to her lunch today about this white noise stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she basically told me, why the fuck? Look, just tell Sam right now. Just Let's just go straight into white noise. Fuck it. <laughs> the hell with it. What, what are you guys going to record? I'm like, well, I'll mention to him that you, you thought that maybe, you know, that could be a good thing. Vi- video videos of unopened boxes yeah that live stream on youtube twitch you know any other places of the box unopened just sitting there exactly exactly who how i can't imagine more compelling content you know people. i mean look there are people listening paying for noise white noise (laughs) i mean this is actually more that you're giving them more exactly there's a box and you know what you could do okay if you want to add some music you know that one uh what were you guys uh the the break where you guys do the noise yeah 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 add that as the background (laughs) to the track on a loop do it so they get music and a vi- live video stream of the unopened Lego box. Beautiful. Beautiful. Is it tempting? I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I don't know. I see these people. Look, if this asshole from FTX 
that ran his business using QuickBooks. And basically, it was an entire fucking sham. And he got billions for this. I mean, how could we not get half a million dollars for this? Exactly. I mean, come on. And the guy's just prancing around wearing like a, you know, some stupid t-shirt and shorts with his stupid dorky hair. You know, apparently he didn't have a suit so he could go to court. Oh, okay. You know, no tie, though. So, Elon. Okay. I see something here. Twitter is a mess. So former employees are creating Spill as an alternative. (sighs) There's so many alternatives at this point. Like, I, I, I signed up for a Mastodon. I'm on Counter Social. I'm on the wait list for post. Um, what, what else? Hey, you're well, talking you'll about, have to figure out this spill. shit and tell me which one to, to use. I, I'm the, uh, yeah, so there's the I'm, spill I'm thing no that rush. doesn't exist yet. I, there's, there's one or two others that are also in the, like, don't exist yet, but they're, like, fundraising for it or taking pre-orders or whatever the hell, like, stuff. And uh, there, there, uh, what was that other one that, that people were pushing a while back that like, uh, oh, um, Hive. People were pushing Hive for a bit. But as far uh, as I can tell, Hive is like pictures and shit. And like, that's not what I want. Like, what about High Five? No, that's. Yeah. That's... And, and, and yeah. And, and, and of course, you've got your existing like Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and all that shit, you know, um, you know, I. Here's the thing with all of those, and I will get into what Elon's actually been doing in a second, I'm sure. But like with all of these alternatives so far, what I'm hitting is the cold start problem. Like I've logged into all of them. I've started to follow a few people, but I haven't yet hit the critical mass of content that would make me want to keep coming back. So like I have to remind myself, oh yeah, that thing exists. Let's go check it. But I am sort of the the one that's got the most momentum for me so far uh, is is Mastodon uh, because I've I, I'm I, I and we'll talk about this in a second too. I keep giving previews, but like um, I am still on Twitter, and I, but you know a whole bunch of people and it's accelerating are like I'm out. Go follow me over here. And I, I, I said this, I, I have not logged back on since Tuesday. I, 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 I told us to Sam, I, I, I was just, and the two things that finally have just completely pushed me over the edge, Mr. I, I am like worried about me being doxxed was <laughs> he wrote this post, uh, about Fauci saying that he should be prosecuted or something yeah. like that. My that pronouns just, are prosecute fa- Fauci. Uh, and it, I was just ma- like, managing to combine like transphobia, transphobia with, with, with anti-vax, anti-science bullcrap. Bullshit uh, all in one, all in one take. And I was just, that was the one that really, you know, that combined with this, this person that was, uh, that worked at uh, Twitter who he had harassed so much that the guy had to leave his house because right. he couldn't be there anymore because of this, harassment. This was the former head of trust and safety. Trust and, and safety. He and Elon posted implying that he was a pedophile, etc. And now people are harassing him and his family. And he basically had to leave his house. 
Yeah. And I've got this 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 abhorrent man child. Oh, they're posting where my airplane is. <laughs> so I'll give you my reasons that I'm still on there in a second. I wanted to complete my thought from before. On, on Twitter, where I still am, I am seeing more and more and more people that are, you know, that I follow and have gotten value out of their posts for years and years and years uh, who are, you know, declaring that they're leaving. And the, the it seems like a larger number of them than anywhere else are going to Mastodon. So I've just been, whenever I see their little things, like I'm going to Mastodon, I'm going to Mastodon, I'm like following them on Mastodon and hoping that I will build up that critical mass so that Mastodon is actually interesting before too long. I've seen some people post some tools that will you can like sign up for that will actually scour your Twitter and try to find those people on Mastodon and auto follow them and stuff like that. I have not oh, okay. done any, I, I haven't done anything cool. like that yet, but I know people are building stuff like that. That um, sounds good. Okay. You know, but uh, uh, yeah, so I, and I'm not there yet. Like, I, I mean, to me, like the, the whole experience of Twitter was always, uh, at least in recent years, I follow way more people than I can possibly see all their stuff. So the experience is more of like dipping your hand in at any given moment and getting a pulse of what's going on and what people are talking about. And then, and then moving on. And then, yeah, you know, it's not a, I'm trying to read everything. It's a dipping in and out and seeing what's going on and, you know, checking it out. And then, you know, that kind of experience. Um, and it's, it's, and Mastodon is still like, I can log in and, and see everything like on Twitter. Like if I look at it, you know, I, I I'm getting, I'm getting like many posts every minute, you know, and I'm nowhere near that on Mastodon yet. I just don't follow enough people. Uh, and it's not that busy yet. I guess, at least not with the f folks I'm following, but my, my philosophy, let me, let me, why I am still on Twitter. Uh, first of all, the way that I consume Twitter, I'm probably costing Elon money, not making it. Well, that's true. That's okay. Very true. Cause I do not see, but you, any know, of the at some, you do realize that I, I, I came to the conclusion that he's probably going to cut off how you get. Twitter. Oh, I know. I, I've said that I've tweeted about it. I, you know, I, I, it is, I cannot imagine at some point he will not shut off the third parties. I'm actually shocked he hasn't done it all. I, I'm surprised he hasn't yet. I yeah. think probably the only reason he hasn't is nobody's actually mentioned to him that they exist yet or something. He right. doesn't know. He's not aware. Once he finds out, oh my God, there are people who can access Twitter without seeing the ads, then it'll be shut off in an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, but so, so first of all is I, I, I am viewing it in a way that I am only a cost. I am not making him any money. I do not see the ads. I am not paying for fucking Twitter blue or whatever. I'm not oh, doing geez. any of that kind of stuff. I did, uh, I did actually, the one place I used the official app was for notifications because one right. of the things that's crippled in third parties is notifications. Uh, Earlier today, I turned off notifications on that app. So there's now no reason whatsoever 
for me to click it. Now that means some of the things that I like had used Twitter for notifications for like breaking news and stuff, I'll have to do it a different way. And there's like thousands of ways to get breaking news notifications. You don't have to do it for via Right. 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 So like, I just have to decide what, what places I want to get breaking news alerts for and sign up for them. Right. Um, But, you know, I figured rather and given that I'm not giving him money, I figure I'll just allow it to happen naturally because as Twitter is getting messed up, I can already feel it becoming less compelling because almost every day, like I mentioned with the people going to Mastodon, I'm seeing people who I've followed for years, whose content I appreciate saying I'm out. Yep. And the more of them leave, the less compelling what is left is. Right. And, you know, at least I'm not getting like, I I see people who are using the native Twitter clients and such complaining about what's getting shoved into their timeline through the advertisements and through the algorithm getting worse and worse. I don't experience that because I'm using TweetBot. I only see who I follow. I only see it in chronological order. But even still, like you see the lessening of the the experience as people leave and uh, and the and the people who are left are you know some of them are good it, it, it's sort of the attitude i see like amongst there there's there's sort of three things that i'm seeing amongst the people i follow there are the people who are like i'm staying until the very bitter end no matter what like i've i I have a community of people I communicate with here. This is an important experience to me. I'm, I'm staying until the lights go out. Um, and then I see people who are like, yep, this is already bad. See you on Mastodon. Goodbye. And then there's sort of people in between like me who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm still here, but I'm sort of investigating options. And I'm thinking about like, what would be the line that would make me leave and stuff like that. And and to me, it's just, like I said, my philosophy is it's going to come naturally. Like as the level of what I find here goes down, my desire to open it is going to be less and less. Well, one thing is that you are not, are you, you're not posting stuff right now. Are you on, on Twitter? Yeah. Yes. I still post stuff. You're still posting stuff, okay? Yeah, I you're, mean, not. So not, you're doing you're doing work for him still. Okay. I'm still doing a little bit of work for him, not not lots, but a little bit. Well, but you're still doing work. Yeah, if uh, I refuse to do any of that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but yeah, and, and, and by the way, you know, here's one thing about my Elon Musk take. I think that anybody who's listened to this podcast for years knows that I've never had a good opinion of Elon Musk. Okay. <laughs> or I think yeah. that I, I mean, I have made it very clear. I thought he's been a fraud for a long time. And, and any, and any companies that have been successful have been despite him instead of because of him. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And, and that I think that with Tesla, it's just, you know, his is, you know, it's, it, it was, it was a big scam. He, he basically, you know, farmed out his product development to, to customers and treats them like shit. And, and he was just a bad all around guy. You know, uh, I mean, for years, one of the things that happened is that, you know, he had all these Tesla, like, you know, fanatics 
that he just egged on. And whenever anybody criticized anything about Twitter, these people would just attack and dox people and just, you know, a- a- anybody on it, on the internet said anything bad about a Tesla car. He would just, you know, bring out this horde of people to just attack them. Okay. Um, and, and it was just, it, it's crazy. Um, and so I've never had a good opinion of, of this man because everything to, that he has shown to me so far has been that the guy is a freaking fraud. And so, um, you know, the fact that now he is on this platform that's very public, uh, and exposing himself to everybody as the fraud that I guess I knew all along he was, um, I, I'm I'm actually glad to a certain extent um, that that's happening. Better and that, that it's out and open. Oh yeah, yeah, and that I, you know, and it's that and that is costing him so far about you know because the markets have been down, so the the fall in his net worth isn't all related simply to uh, to just his antics. But I'll I'll tell you that at least sixty to seventy billion. Of the hundred plus billion he's lost in the last, you know, year is related to him just being an ass. Yeah, simple I, as that. I mean, basically, what what he has been showing in the last month has it only been a month? About a month? Yeah, it's been a little bit over a month. Oh God, it feels like a lot longer at this point. But you know, yeah, what he has been showing people is. Massive instability, uh, pettiness, yeah, and inability to like plan and think things through and do things in a way that gets to a successful outcome. And so, like, you know, was you could argue about the specific things on Twitter, and I want to talk about a few of the specific things mm-hmm. on Twitter. No, 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 we should but, get into those. Yeah, yeah, but just the chaos that he has b- brought to this thing put aside everything else the fact that the situation has been so fucking chaotic makes you have to doubt his ability to run anything at any of his companies yep i mean and and i think that the 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 first thing is that the let's get out of the out of the way uh the most important thing is that he said that he was buying twitter because he was interested in what exactly? What 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 was he going to bring to Twitter? Oh, is this free well, speech? Yes, that's right. And what was what kind of free speech he was going to bring to Twitter? What, what, what did he describe it? Absolute free speech, right? And he has shown just you know he was complaining about Twitter and 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 like brought all these Twitter files to show how they made these. Yeah, they're on the supposedly six or to seven show one of these now to but... show you know whatever they are that that show the evil of all the previous you know people that ran it and um you know all it showed is a company that was what evaluating decisions and like trying to decide what was best for the business and balancing difficult situations whereas Elon has just been an arbitrary tyrant now the the latest one by the way did show like uh the the one that came out i think within the last 24 hours 
uh, was specifically about there being an open channel from the FBI to Twitter about things that they were concerned about. Um, Mm -hmm. And so people are like, well, there's your First Amendment connection. There is the government asking Twitter to shut things down, et cetera. But again, this was like everything else. This was not the government making demands of Twitter. This was the government saying, you should be aware of these. Please take a look at them. You might want to do something about them. Maybe sometimes in stronger terms, but they didn't have legal authority. They weren't like coming in with, you know, some document from a judge saying, shut this down. They were providing things to Twitter in various through various mechanisms that Twitter would then go decide what to do based on their own judgment. Wow. Sounds sounds evil. Sounds yeah. sounds just purely evil. Yeah, I mean the bottom line for all of these things is like you said, it shows a company where there were people earnestly trying to make very difficult trade-offs and decide on the right thing to do. Okay. Whereas like right now it's just being run by an arbitrary man child. Now people are saying like, okay, like I, I hear lots of people on the right basically going, ah, how you like it when they're doing it to you. Like doing what? Like blocking you and canceling your accounts and you know, uh, what you call it? The, the downranking you or whatever, you know? Uh, and I, the answer to a lot of people is like, you're talking apples and oranges here, right? I mean, he's got like, one got nothing to do with the, uh, I mean, what do you, you know? I mean, one, a number of people have pointed out here, like, okay, so the policy was against, you know, overt racism, overt transphobia, uh, harassment, uh, inciting violence, et cetera. And when they enforced that, uh, you're saying that that impacted conservatives more than it did liberals and you're right. saying and you're saying that's somehow unfair on the part of what they're doing rather than just saying that's actually says quite a bit about the conservatives you're talking about right i, I mean <laughs> I, I mean it's where whereas now i think you, you you've said it's arbitrary i mean the conservatives argue this this was ar- always arbitrary it was liberals attacking conservatives I, I, unless you associate directly like that kind of harmful racism and attacking people and inciting violence as inherently conservative, then I don't think that's what's really going on. But, you know, what's what they're doing now is not even attempting to really make a rational basis for what they're doing it really does seem to almost exclusively be like, what's pissing off Elon today? Uh, and so let, let, let's talk about this thing with his plane and everything like that. Um, so just to start with, as a basic piece of foundational knowledge here, the worldwide air travel system includes safety measures where planes have beacons on them, where they're constantly transmitting information about themselves uh they're they're you know they're they're identifying themselves they're giving their altitude they're where they're headed the the you know their direction they're facing all all kinds of information and they've actually over the years increased how much information is included in that but every plane out there except i guess some super secret 
governmental things, um, is constantly broadcasting this stuff. Okay. Right. And actually, even military planes, actually no, even mil- normal, mi- normal military planes military do it planes all the time. Do, yes, correct. Like there are certain situations where they will turn them off in the middle of operations, right? You know, right. But yeah, but but typically, like even like dr- you know, military drones and stuff, they they will broadcast their as ADS-B. long as they're not like actively in a combat zone doing something that secret. They'll be right. It's the same thing with like spy planes and stuff. They're correct. You know, they'll they'll turn off the transport bonders before they go over the area they're spying on, right? You know, but but other than that kind of thing, every freaking plane in the goddamn air is broadcasting these things all the time. And these are publicly accessible broadcasts. And there are a variety of websites out there that show you the data from them. And some of them are big commercial ones. Others are like volunteer networks. Like you can get a little, you can get a little receiver and stick it in your house and contribute to these things. Right. Um, And so this kid, this, uh, he was in high school when he started it. He's now 20 years old in college, uh, set up a, a network of Twitter accounts that basically tweeted whenever there was information on private planes belonging to a whole bunch of, you know, rich individuals, one of whom was Elon. This stuff has wow. been out. This stuff has been out there for years. And all he was doing, like again, all this information was already out there. The only thing that you that the only additional piece of information you needed was the, the identification of which jet was Elon's. Okay. Right. Which lots of people knew and was out there. You know, it's easy to figure out. And once you know, you just follow that plane around. Um, and anyway, he made Twitter accounts that would like you know, tweet when the plane took off, tweet when the plane landed, tweet when it filed a flight plan, all this kind of stuff. Um, and it's been out there for years. And Elon I, I offered this kid money to shut it down a few years and ago. He, he refused to take it. The kid was apparently a, an Elon Musk fan. Yes. And, you know, Elon offered him like $5,000 or something. And he said, no, he said, but he counteroffered. He said, give me 50,000 and an internship and I'll do it. You know, and Elon was like, no, fuck you. And so he right. kept kept it up. Um, but the but even without this, the, the information is available in lots of other places, too. You know, if you want it, you can find it. Um, yes. And, you know, people will say, well, you know, that's true of a lot of things like, you know, you can find my address through public records. I bought a house. I bought it under my own name, not some freaking LLC. So, like, if you want to know my address, you can find it super easily. It is not a secret, right? But generally speaking, doxing is not just, you know, here's the public information. It's intentionally publishing that public information or not intentionally publishing information in such a way that you are encouraging people to harass that person, you know? Um, So, it's it's one thing that my address is in the public records for the county in which I live. It's another thing if somebody started posting that address and saying, you know, go after them, go pick at their house, blah 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 blah. E- even then, it it it's public. You got, I don't know. Uh, you, there there are some debates to be had on should all of this information really be public and you know blah blah blah. But the fact is, it is. And and Elon threw a fit. And uh, shut down this account, then started shutting down anybody who mentioned this account, then started uh, shutting down journalists who wrote articles about the fact that this was, he had shut it down. 
and it basically spiraled. He ended up at one point, they, they were having an audio chat on, uh, on Twitter spaces. I almost joined it. I, I saw the announcement that it was ongoing and I almost clicked to join, but I was busy and I didn't. Um, where they were talking to some of the journalists who he shut down and he jumped in there, started arguing with them, got some pushback and, and like left the chat because he couldn't handle the heat, I guess. I don't know. And then like half an hour later, he shut down that space and then he shut down all of the space. He shut down all of it. He shut down the whole thing. Now it is apparently back now. Uh, the, the One of the problems was, and this again goes to the sort of question of Twitter infrastructure, right? Um, Twitter Spaces was built on top of the old Periscope app that Twitter yes, yes, did at some point. Correct. Yeah. And they had never integrated it. So if you were banned on Twitter, you could still do Spaces. Even okay. though you, and that's how these journalists got on. Uh, so, so that, cause they're, you know, they'd never like connected the systems properly. So even though their Twitter accounts had been shut down, they were still able to do this spaces event. Uh, and Twitter got, that's why they shut down all of spaces is Twitter's like, why the hell are these guys on here? Shut it all down until you can fix it or whatever. So, uh, I mean, but again, I mean, the fact that this this man child goes in has a has a bad experience about something, bans all these people, and then just shuts the whole fucking thing down. Now it's just ridiculous. Now speaking, I know you're not on Twitter anymore, so you don't see gems like this. But I saw one response that was great uh, from Mike Ginn, uh, whose Twitter handle is Shut Up Mike Ginn, and he said. When you complain about people tracking your private jet, all I hear is, I can't afford to simultaneously fly around several dozen decoy jets. Maybe you should have worked a little harder. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and of course, it, w- one of the interesting parts of this is he shut down these accounts and then a couple hours later changed the terms of service. Correct. To make all of this stuff against the terms of service. It was not against the terms of service before. He shut them down first, then retroactively changed the terms of service to make what the the guy tracking the jets against the service and the reporters. Even though all the reporters did was point out uh, that he had shut down what the kid was doing. And I think they also mentioned that you could still find the kid on Facebook. And Instagram and some other places where he posted the same information. I mean, let's just be clear about this. The the the, the guy is just. I'll add a few more things they've done. They've what else? they've they've started um, to if you try to include uh, a, a link to a Mastodon account in your profile, they will block it as harmful and will not let you change your profile to include that link. Um. Similarly, if there is a Mastodon link just in a regular tweet, uh, they aren't blocking those completely yet, but they are giving a harmful content warning and basically saying, don't go here or you might get viruses and stuff. Uh, I, I, I believe I understood today. Somebody later said that it wound up being blocked already. That, I think it's I think it's links. blocked in profiles, but you can still do links. But uh, no, you, you might be right, because I see people, there are people doing... There, somebody set up a specific redirect service that mm-hmm. um, 
Uh, it's it's space Karen dot sucks. It's a specific. <laughs> it's a specific redirect service <laughs> that is intended. Uh, it, it does not allow the Twitter um, uh, user agents to follow the links, so they can't tell what you're linking to. So you can link to your Mastodon and use one of those at spacekaren.sucks. At least for now, I'm sure that'll get blocked soon too. Yeah. Well. Be- and 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 apparently, and meanwhile, um, Elon is continuing to let back onto the site all kinds of people who'd been shut down for various reasons before um, and uh, and is continuing to shut down uh, usually people from the left of the spectrum who he doesn't like. Uh, and there you go. And, and, and just to be clear, I want to be absolutely, absolutely clear on Smurfly? this. Smurfly? Smurfly. Smurfly clear on this. Okay. Absolutely nothing Elon is doing is violating anybody's fucking First Amendment rights. Oh, no, I, I, not in the slightest. I, he it's just, can the, do... the whole the whole thing. The whole thing is just his complete, you know, hypocrisy on the whole. He he issue. can he, he um, he's completely hypocritical, which of course yes. he is. Duh. Yeah. But but also he can do whatever he whatever the fuck he wants with this platform. It does not matter. He he owns it. And even unlike the previous Twitter, it's not a public company. He does not have to answer to like right. shareholders. I mean, he he doesn't do whatever have, the fuck he wants. He, yeah. he, I mean, his investors might have something to say, but fundamentally, like he can do whatever the hell he wants. The only question is, you know, we we can still, however, say that what he's doing is dumb. We can say what he's doing is potentially like bad or evil in some cases. I don't know. Uh, we can criticize his actions, but he's not violating anybody's rights. He's doing. Ex- well, but I, you know, we had never claimed that. No, I mean, in, in any way, lots I, mean, of, that, I am pointing out again, the hypocrisy, right? Like, yeah, there are a lot I of mean, folks on the right who are saying, well, now you see, now you see what it's like to have your first amendment rights violated. No, uh, no, 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 I'm not. You guys are just morons. No, no, I, I, that's I am, not I what's am, happening. I am sad about the fact that a site I enjoyed and found lots of value with, it, the amount of value I'm getting out of it is declining practically every single fucking day. I'm sad that he's destroying this thing. I wish he wouldn't, but I, I, th- I and from a business point of view, I think he's like, this is incredibly uh, self destructive. It's, it's, it's a terrible business decision. Look, I mean, let, let's just let. let, let He's been going around trying to go to his original investors to try to get them to give him more money. Okay. He went and he was forced to sell more, um, you know, more Tesla shares right now when they are down 65% on the damn, you know, in the last 12 months, nobody is there and they're keep falling because he's selling more. Exactly. They're, fall- they're falling because he's selling more. They're falling because he's he's screwing around with uh, with Twitter, and that makes people wonder how well he can deal with Tesla. If he right. was even paying attention to Tesla, which he's not, right. you know, and and so of course it's falling. Yes, and, and so I mean, but th- everything is self inflicted. I mean, there isn't anything. I mean, he could have come into to Twitter. Been, you know, 
like many people that buy companies, you spend the first six months trying to figure out what's going on, making some kind of a plan, figuring out what kind of changes he wants to do. He could shut the fuck up, you know, um, which is what gets him more into trouble than anything else. Uh, Just shut the fuck up. Uh, You know, use PR people like anybody else that, you know, with a fucking brain does. Okay. That is in business. Oh, he fired Uh, that whole department. Oh, that was one of the first ones that's gone to first day. Tesla doesn't have a public relations department. Neither does, neither does, for example, uh, SpaceX. But, you know, so, but that's just stupid shit. That's stupid shit. Because, you know, if I'm running a major business, you know, well, look, when I have been running businesses of a significant size, now that I'm not a manager, I'm an individual contributor, it's a little bit more liberating in this way. I make sure that my actions and like what goes out and is communicated is more curated uh, because it does impact employees, customers, other people, and and there is no point in me alienating that. I can have my views and I can run my business and they can be, you know, those two things can be separate, okay? But he's just, this is like a, a, a big, he bought this big shiny toy that he can't like stay away from. And... And all he's doing is destroying value. I, mm-hmm. I don't see how where he's adding any value to it at all. It's just costing him billions. Well, the thing is, like, the direction he's taking it, every time he does more of this shit, it's, it's driving it in the direction of a gab or a truth social or a whatever, where he's, he's trying to entice that kind of the, the QAnon, MAGA, crazy folks but that is like a real like money right right exactly like how successful have any of those been not very and And so that also gets you into one of the problems with what he's doing which he he still hasn't felt the wrath of but i'm telling you he is going to feel it is man he's gonna get into a lot of trouble in europe and i'll be shocked if in six months Twitter is not banned in Europe because of the stupid things that he's doing. I, I mean, the, there is no doubt that they have probably already been in communication saying, hey, you know, there are Europe-wide laws mandating certain things about how you do content moderation. If mm-hmm. you are not meeting those standards, we're going to go after you one way or another. Right. And they're going to fine him a lot of money, more billions, and probably boot him off. Right. So I, I just, man. Not I, not to mention, apparently, he's already gotten into regulatory trouble there based on the one people of the things, trying to fire and stuff like listen, that. Listen, one of the problems, like, outside the United States and most countries is that this damn business is regulated. And you have to be able to, like, say... As has happened in certain countries, if the government gives you an order to block some content because it runs afoul of certain laws, you need to be able to abide by that. Uh, and, you know, I still remember the incident in in Brazil where Facebook did not comply with certain government requests and the president of Facebook in Brazil was 
thrown into jail. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and so the consequences can be dire. Now, Elon has said he will obey local laws across the world, but he's but removing all, yeah, he's removing all of the capabilities to do so right. rationally. You know, like he, he's removing the staff who does that. He's, he's messing with the functionality. Like, so how can anybody have any confidence that any of that is working as intended or working as the law requires? Right. And, I don't think anybody can have that. And, and, and you know, all of mo- you know, most of all the Elon drama actually it seems to so far be very U.S. centric. But I think you're right. That can't last, nope. um, you know, and, and meanwhile, the, the stuff he's doing in the U.S., like this, this whole thing with kicking off the journalists who reported on the Elon Jet account being taken off, like. There are many there are many ways people use uh, Twitter. However, one of the big ones and one of the ones that has made it important is the journalists. Right. Like the reason very much so. The reason that Twitter punches above its weight against like Facebook in terms of the zeitgeist among the elite, as it were is because all the freaking journalists are on it. They're all sharing notes. They're all talking to each other. I said this even way back in like 2016 when we were talking about like, you know, manipulating Twitter and stuff. And people were like, well, not all that many people saw those tweets. They couldn't possibly have made a difference in the election. But no, the whole reason, it's a a force amplifier. Because if you get in front of the right people, then you can drive an agenda. Like you, you get something on Twitter that's seen by somebody that publishes it to Breitbart that then gets seen by somebody on Fox and then makes it to the Wall Street Journal and, you know, and then drives the agenda so that senators are talking about it, you know, then, yeah, you've made an influence, even if only a handful of people actually saw that original tweet, if it's the right people, right? Um, and the whole thing with journalism and Twitter is that, the pattern for the last few years is that, you know, people joked that Twitter was the assignment editor for newspapers and television because, you know, what, and one of the reasons I liked being on Twitter is I would see things being talked about on Twitter and days later, sometimes weeks later, boom, the same thing would come up in the major media. And they'd be covering the thing that you knew about because you were following it on Twitter days or weeks before. Uh, Because all of the people who were defining the mass news in newspapers, television, etc., were on Twitter sharing all this stuff. And that was how it sort of defined the zeitgeist in which the news lived. Uh, and I'm not, it's not necessarily healthy, but that's how, that's why, that's one of the big reasons Twitter became important uh, above and beyond its, its actual numerical user base, because the people who were using it were the people who were influencing like politicians, journalists, scientists, et cetera. Those kinds of folks were sharing information, activists, they were all sharing information here. And if he's systematically driving away everybody who isn't, you know, 
like I said, your rabid conservative, uh, conservative is not even the right word. Forget that. It's yeah, you're they're, ma- not you're, they're not conservative. You're, you're MAGA people, your white nationalists, your, your QAnon folks. If those are the only people that you're making feel welcome here and you chase everybody else away, the value of this thing disappears. It becomes irrelevant. And that's why I was saying like my, my own thought of sort of, you know, I'll deal with it naturally is like, if does if all the good folks leave, then I'm just naturally going to come less and less often because there won't be anything here to see. Yeah. <sighs> well, I, I am seeing, by the way, that I, I, I did create a Mastodon social account. Ah, we were okay. discussing this. Uh, I'm noticing that a lot of news organizations are moving over. I'm, I'm seeing NBC News. I'm seeing yep, Washington yep. Post. I'm seeing they're like, okay, you know, look, let's, let's, we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's just, you know. I, I'm following it, more and more of them every day. Like every time I see one and their their accounts on Mastodon who are sort of, there's like one I subscribed to earlier today. I forget the name of it. It like welcomes new prominent people as they show up <laughs> and just gives you lists of like new people who have joined that you can easily follow and stuff. Yeah. So uh, I mean, people are migrating. I've heard a lot of good, a lot of things about post as well, but I've also heard like, yeah, uh, uh, so, something post is weird. It, they're trying to do some micro transaction thing as well, built in as part of it. And there's some questions about the people who actually own that. The whole Mastodon thing is it's a decentralized thing. Anybody can set up their own Mastodon server there every master okay, so why the hell haven't you set up your own goddamn mastodon uh, server yet uh, but everybody who you know each mastodon instance potentially has its own rules about you know, what's allowed what's not allowed who they'll federate with they call it the fediverse because like all of these different mastodon servers share their stuff it's almost like the old usenet you know oh my god jesus talk about old Talk, things yes old things jesus using that holy shit <laughs> oh sorry God i showed my, my age <laughs> jesus <laughs> fucking christ uh because that also worked with a whole bunch of independent servers that shared news with each other and that's kind of what mastodon's doing too and you know wow. some of them would choose to share have the alt groups and some would not Mm-hmm. Some would have the wreck groups and some would okay, I'm old. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, the all wreck. Oh my god, jeez. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wreck.arts.star Trek, right? There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, and with that bursting of the age bubble, uh Holy shit. Are, are, are we done with Elon? Uh but did, Any did final I, words did I, Elon? Did I say he's a fucking moronic douchebag asshole narcissist dick? Do you think he'll figure out a way for this thing to survive? Like take it no. into bankruptcy and then go nah. through it and then come anyway, out the other I, end? I mean, it, 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 listen. In order for any of these to really be a moneymaker, you need a broad audience. And what he's done is torpedo that. He's torpedoed that. So how does it, you know, you know, how do you, how do you make money in any of these? And you, if you want to get a $50 billion valuation, I'm not talking about getting a one or $2 billion valuation, 3 billion. Well, that's, that's truth social. 
Okay. Well, this is what I'm saying. Can he I mean, make it out the other side surviving as anything? It, it, perhaps, but it, it will it will be a sub, substantially diminished product. Mm-hmm. I mean, he will have purchased it for forty four billion to basically rip out eighty percent of its va- its value, and and you know have a niche product worth less than eighty percent of what he bought it for. Wow, that's okay. Less than twenty percent. Like down eighty percent. Down eighty percent. Yeah, I mean that's that sounds terrible, don't you think? Yeah, but you know maybe he's like, yeah, he knew he was getting it at a loss. Like by the time the deal closed, but then, but but, what, but he wanted it for the attention. He, he wanted it for the mass distribution, well, I, and then you drive all these people out, and so therefore then but he's getting the attention. Like maybe he doesn't give yeah. a shit about the money. Like he, he he's getting all kinds of attention. All he's got attention a shiny good toy attention. he can play with. You know, when you run a company that's trying to sell a hundred billion dollars in cars, and what you're doing is like making like the the biggest portion of your buying public, alienating the shit out of them while doing that. Uh it's it's such a horrible idea. You know, I, I saw someone, and I'm sorry I won't be able to uh, figure remember who did it, but somebody posted something along the lines of, you know, all Elon had to do was lay low. That's and what he, I and he, earlier. That's and all he, he had to do! He could have been remembered as this great genius for SpaceX, for kicking off electric cars with Tesla and making a mass market and, you know, and for saving the environment. Maybe he fucking goes to Mars and he could take credit for that. You know, he could have just laid low and, you know, crowed about all his accomplishments and people would be like, oh my God, he's like the second Thomas Edison and all this kind of right. Yep. But instead he does this and he burns his own reputation to the ground. Yeah. With most people, yes. With most people. Yes. I mean, he went to that stupid Chappelle show and got booed and he was, like, confused. When 90% of the audience booed him. I'm trying to figure out whether Dave Chappelle did that in order to just fuck with him. Or, you know, because Dave Chappelle is also a provocateur uh, now. And and so uh, whether he just thought that oh yeah you, you're all gonna laugh at my jokes and i think elon's great and you know everybody was like uh no we don't yeah yeah okay time to switch to the other asshole yes okay we will be back to talk about mr trump and the latest adventures there right after this No, no, it's not the beginning of the show again. We're just taking a little time to credit the artist responsible for the music we use at the beginning and end of the show. What you are listening to right now is The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. The music we close our show with is Celestial Soda Pop. 
both of these songs are from Deep Breakfast. Now Platinum, Deep Breakfast was the first independently released album ever to be certified gold by the RIAA. Ray Lynch's other albums are The Sky of Mind. No Blue Thing. Nothing Above My Shoulders But The Evening. And the best of Ray Lynch. You can check out Ray Lynch or buy his music at raylynch.com, iTunes, Amazon, or anywhere you usually find music. Okay, and we are back. And before we start for real, I will once again remind you, we're looking for things you want us to predict on our annual prediction show Go to tinyurl.com slash 2023ccpred and uh, add your questions. Be sure to sign them. Uh, maybe we'll like, you know, uh, you know, give a prize to somebody who asks some good questions or something. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict one thing I will predict. You will predict one thing you will predict. Yeah. What, what's one thing that I normally, what, what are things that I normally predict every year? I, there are two that I will say yeah. right off the top. Okay. Yep. One is pain. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes. And Number the other one. is that F- Fidel Castro will die. Or will continue to be dead. Continue to be dead. That'll work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you've got me down. Okay. Yes. That, okay. You already beat me to it. You stole so, my thunder. So I will say, like, if you want to put things on that list, uh, get them in before the 27th, 28th at the latest, because uh, we'll probably be recording uh, if we follow our normal pattern, like the 29th or 30th, but it, it, that week always messes things up. So sometimes we do it earlier or later or whatever, but get it in, get in your questions. Okay. So now as we're moving on to Trump, the first most important question, Yvonne, how many Trump cards did you buy? Oh, yes, indeed. Look, I, I went on the wait list. Um, you know, I, I got in early and I was like, you know, clicking refresh on my browser to make sure I was first in there with my top dollar offer for those NFTs. Yes, indeed. I mean, I, you know, when I saw he's going to make an announcement, I mean, you know, stop the presses. I mean, of course, I was sitting there, you know, in my computer just waiting, you know, on my Truth Social account waiting to see what, what, what was going down. I mean, obviously I, you know, I, I was just couldn't, couldn't wait. And, uh, you know, the moment that I saw that he wanted to get more money from me, let me tell you something. I pulled out that credit card and I was ready to give him more money. I mean, that's because that's what I do. That's what I do. Of course. And, and, you know, and, and I, I feel great giving him more money, you know, for, for these NFTs, which I know that, you know, I will be able to keep for the rest of my life and I will be able to inherit these to my children, right? You will treasure them. You will sleep with them, Yvonne. 
can I, can I, I can't inherit these, right? I, I mean, I can sell them, right? Oh, I mean, right. I own them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sort of. I, and, and, you know, I, the day before this uh, announcement came out, yeah, somebody had speculated that uh, Trump was going to go and have a series of events where he was going to talk about issues and policy okay he oh. <laughs> swear to god and I, I, saw I also this. i also saw people speculating that he was going to announce he was running for speaker of the house oh, i saw that too but but what are the ones that i said well he hasn't launched his campaign you know for real so he's going to go out there and talk to the people about you know the the issues and i joked what more infrastructure weeks I mean, you know, like what, what the hell? And and so, but the fact that it wasn't even remotely close to that, and that all, yeah, Trump aims to regroup after rocky first month of 2024 campaign. This is in the Wall Street Journal. Ex President mm-hmm. plans to focus on smaller policy focused events in the next few months, and that's. You know, and that was what they're talking about, the announcement. And then when it comes out that it's some crypto NFT scam. And I mean, look, when you first shared it. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought this can't be real, right? You know, this, I, this has I, to be fake. I had I had to see it four or five times myself before I shared it because I had the same reaction. I was like, ha somebody's making a joke. <laughs> right. I mean, this has to be somebody, you know, fucking with us. Okay. But no, it, it, it was absolutely real. I, and I'm just, wow. I, I, well, I, I mean, I, I'm not, the one thing is that uh, I'm not surprised that it's a, it's a scam. I was just surprised that he sold it as this announcement, you know, because it got sold to the public as, oh, I'm going to come out with this big announcement. And, you know, everybody was like thinking, oh, my God, you know, it's about the campaign, whatever, what the hell's going on or whatever. And um, it was digital NFT trading cards. Yes. And, and to be clear, this is also like just like Trump stuff usually is. It's a licensing agreement with right. some other company who is actually doing the NFTs. And, you know, it looks like it's structured as um, he get, he got some sort of upfront money and he gets a percentage of, of the sales and he gets a percentage of the secondary market as well, because these aren't these, these are also NFTs that are structured like you. You do not buy them outright. You buy part of it but <laughs> at every resale a percentage of the resale goes back to the original company as well which gives a cut to donald j trump yeah. um i mean and, and you know the one thing is that sam shared this story that said trump's trading card grift is worse than you think shell companies <laughs> rubbing elbows with international criminals uh, and and worse than his scam of camps scams. And my thing is, I'm like, come on. I mean, okay, what else would you it, expect at this point? Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, this looks like completely standard operating procedure. You know, um, that it is a, a shell companies, criminals, scams. Absolutely. 
I mean, if it were otherwise, then we, we, we'd be shocked. I yeah. mean, what, what they said that he's going to hold, you know, for example, I was like, get the fuck out of town. And he said, he's going to hold like, you know, events where he's going to discuss serious issues. I'm like, what Who the hell? Really? I, that, that was shocking. <laughs> you know, when I, when I saw the NFT thing, my concern was like, well, this looks so, re- I, I understand that this could be Trump. But it looks so ridiculous that I'll, I I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't getting punked. Okay? Well, and, and and one key thing about this is that from all reports, even Trump fans are having this reaction oh. and being annoyed by it. Yes, they were not happy. We, we've got uh, General Flynn and Bannon. And all of these folks like complaining and saying Trump should fire whoever suggested this. And one of them was, I think it was Bannon on his radio show saying, please don't play that video of him again. I do not want to hear it. (laughs) Uh, And you've got all kinds of MAGA people like pissed at this, that this is not what they want. This is they're they're, They are unhappy. Like (laughs) it's like, you know, now it did sell out, you know, but of course it sold out. <laughs> I mean, of course it sold out. I mean, that's why he does this. Yeah. I mean, he knows he's got this entire band of idiots that will buy Trump wine, Trump steaks, you know, Trump NFTs, whatever stupid bullshit he's peddling. You know, at least if it was the return of Trump steaks, it would actually be a thing. That was real that people could get, maybe. Even if it there was is that Trump steak. wine. Anyway, I guess there is really Trump wine. So this sort of ties to, um, well, we're going to talk about all the legal issues and stuff in a second, but his polls are in free fall right now, like. It hasn't been this bad for him in a long, long time, if ever, right? I, uh, I think he jumped the shark. I think he's I, jumped the shark too. Like I, I, I keep one. Like I, I, I hesitate to say that because every other time it's looked no, no, like no, no, no. Were we haven't had a free fall like this. I really think he jumped the shark this time because his polling had been stable. Look, yeah. we kept talking about how he always had a floor, how he didn't break. You know, it was always this forty percent. How we always had this floor and how it never like went below that. And then all of a sudden it just went to the shitter. And it's a combination of things happening. It's this reaction. It's the stupid campaign announcement that he did. It's how his candidates did after the election. Yep. It's all these people that basically had voted, you know, for, uh, you know, the Trump guys, because they thought they were the guys that were going to win. But then you've got a whole bunch of people realizing that a straight Republican, like uh, if they had run straight Republicans, like uh, the governor of Georgia, mm-hmm. instead of the Cary Lakes, they probably would have had a real red wave. And the yeah. fact that they banked on so many, all the Trump, you know, mega hard candidates got killed. Mm hmm. I mean, in the competitive, in the, in the yeah, competitive like, races. Yes, yes. In, in the purple areas. In, uh, yes. 
in in the hard red areas they yeah yeah help. that doesn't matter they could have they could have put uh freaking like uh i don't know what the uh oh oh scarecrows you know running for fucking office and they would have been voted in i mean in those in those districts yeah that's fine but you know in any anywhere that there was a competitive race that they ran one of these clowns like for the most part they got killed yeah and so th- I think that's many that just showed, well, I guess this whole Trump thing is it's it done. really worth is it really worth the worth the hassle that we'd rather have uh you know a uh cuz there were a lot of people who put up with Trump's nonsense because they thought first of all it would antagonize the liberals which was always a good thing and that also you know like we've always said they get their good they get their judges they get their tax cuts they get their right. whatever um and and abortion restrictions you know all of this stuff um and he has not been delivering uh and he's lots of drama and no results anytime recently and people are like well maybe you know DeSantis looks pretty good right yeah you know and uh so yeah, he, his polls have been in free fall. Um, there is not a lot of excitement over him running. Like, you know, you would expect. Well, yeah, he announced it and then he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he disappeared. Ever, it seems like the timing of the announcement was solely related to the investigations against him. Frankly, it seems like, you know, uh, maybe it'll be harder for them to do something if I'm running. And it seems like the only thing that resulted in is getting a special counsel that's or special counsel, whatever, uh, not, uh, that's not the right word in, anymore. Right. But it's a, uh, whatever the, uh, the, whatever the guy, whatever, uh, that's even more aggressive than they had before. So I, I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I, I want, I, I think you are right tentatively, but I hesitate going out fully on that limb because every other fucking time he's come back, <laughs> you know? No, but, I, I, I get that. But it, this time I think it's just been, it does uh, feel different. It does feel different. I mean, it, it just feel really feels different. Um, yeah. But it, so. it still gets to the point, like for the presidential race, right? Um, do, do, are they smart? Like if the Republicans really wanted to turn the page on Donald Trump, they would clear the field, run DeSantis and nobody else. And DeSantis would probably manage to, yeah. He, he, right now, I mean, we're a long, long way out. And people have said before, like Trump would wipe the floor with him, blah, blah, blah. But I think a solid DeSantis could, could kill, not kill literally, like, but could, could beat Trump in a primary race if it was one-on-one. But if uh, right now it's the, right. I mean, look, but, but if the Republicans really are stupid, up. if the Republicans are stupid, like they were in 2016 and you've got Trump versus 15 people, Trump could still pull that out. Well, they probably will get 15 people. I look, I, I don't, I don't expect, I, I really do expect that that will happen, but they will get 15 people. So it, it'll be fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I, I am. And once again, I, every time we talk about like 2024, I'm like, Oh God damn it. I got to get my election graph stuff up and running. That's just, right. You got to do your job. I, I, you you doing? know, I, I had my wife. Why we pay you all this money. 
I was doing stuff for my wife's campaign and then work oh. has been busy and then oh. this and this. And I, ha- I haven't had a chance Un- to even fucking touch it believable. In two all these damn things with the millions that are rolling into our, <laughs> our budget's corner accounts every, every, I mean, every minute of every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I, will, just, maybe I'm I don't know what to do with all this money time. anymore. But that's why I spent all that money into faking that moon, that moon trip. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, that whole Artemis thing. That was just an act. That was just me fake. Uh, yes, that was me for you know, I mean, I used all the millions to create the sound stage and effects and everything, and everybody okay. bought it, right? Yes. Okay, so let's talk about uh the rest of the Trump stuff. Um, which you know, we will have more to talk about next week because the main thing right now is preview of January 6th stuff. Uh the reports are that the January 6th committee has decided to do criminal referrals to the Department of Justice. The remaining debate is just on what things they will refer on which people. And they will be finalizing those decisions this weekend, and there will be public voting on what they do on Monday. Um, And the latest reports just in the last few hours uh, were that for Donald Trump specifically, they are trying to decide whether or not to do three main charges. And let's see if I can get these right. Um, Mm -hmm. One uh, is defrauding the United States. Uh, Two is... um, What was two? Oh, obstructing uh, obstructing the official business of Congress or whatever. The uh, basically interfering with what Congress was trying to do with certifying the results, and the third one, which prior to this it didn't sound like they were going to go for this one, but they're they are directly considering whether or not to do a referral straight up for insurrection. Hmm. And you know, I, I I think that he is guilty of all of them. The question is, can we convict them? Well, and the, here's the thing, too, about the congressional referrals. The congressional referrals have a, you know, DOJ can worry about that, right? All, all the referrals are, are a letter to DOJ saying, the January 6th committee has reviewed all this evidence, and we believe that... A crime, these we believe that these crimes have been committed, and you, DOJ, should go look into that. That's all that's saying, right? Like, there, this is not an indictment, this is not, does not have any force of law. It is literally a letter to Garland saying, Please look at this, or, or the new special counsel. Um, and then DOJ has to take that, combine any evidence that the committee gives them along with their own investigations and decide whether or not to indict for this thing or that thing or whatever. And, you know, of the, you know, Congress already sent over a couple contempt of Congress things and DOJ did some of them and decided not to on others. And same would be true of this. It would, it would be a separate decision process, but it would be Congress putting a stake in the ground saying, these are the ones that we think uh, should go forward. And, you know, apparently there was a lot of debate within the committee uh, in terms of, you know, should should we even do referrals at all? Because it is just a letter to DOJ. It doesn't do anything. Should we do it at all? 
And apparently they have decided that they do want to do that. They want to take that step. And then they were deciding, well, which things should we go after? And, you know, would we actually be counterproductive because if we do this referral, then it'll look more political and it would be harder for DOJ to actually do their work because it would look like they're, you know, doing a democratic agenda and it's a partisan hit job or whatever. And apparently from the interviews I heard in the last day or two, the committee has basically decided that they can't let that interfere. They can't think that way. Basically, I, I agree. They, I, I, they can't yep. think yep. what will be the political impact no. of what we do. No. Will it make no. it harder or easier for DOJ? They have to just say, what do we think happened here? If we think there was a crime, then we have to do the referral. Yep. Let's, exactly. We can't double and triple think and tie ourselves up in knots and worry about how people will react to it. If we think there was a crime, we should do the referral. Yep. Um, and so, and like I said, as we're recording this, they have not made the final decisions of what they will or will not do. That may yet change in the next few days. Uh, but they are doing criminal referrals uh, on potentially a bunch of people, uh, you know, and, and again, like, the rumors have it that they will almost certainly do a referral on Trump himself, plus a bunch of the people around Trump, but that could still change. They, they could decide in the end to play it a little safe, but it, at the moment, as we were recording, it doesn't sound like they're going to, it sounds like they're going to go like straight at it and say, yep, here's some referrals on Trump. Here's some referrals on a bunch of the people around him. Hmm. No, will be quite nice to see if uh, I I I I want Trump prosecuted. I, I I don't care about the fucking election right now. The son of a bitch needs to be prosecuted, and I I hope he goes to jail. I I, I really do. So yeah, I mean, as I've said a million times, I feel like he will never end up spending a day in jail. But I think at this point. I would be really surprised at this point if he is not indicted. Um, mm-hmm. But the process from indictment to trial to appeals all the way up through the fucking Supreme Court, because you know it will, up to you know this 6-3 court that we have now, any, any conviction he has. Until him dying in the process, which I fully expect that he'll be dead before. Yeah, I mean, the, the process I just described is going to take years. Years. Yep. yep. You know? Yep. Yep. And so I, I don't expect him to spend a day in jail. Um, now, I I will admit, I will be happy if I'm wrong on that one. <laughs> but, I, and also, I feel like DOJ also, I mean, we were talking about Congress sending the referrals, but I think DOJ also should think the same way. Like, you know, they, like they, they did that um, seditious conspiracy charge to a bunch of the Oath Keepers and they got some convictions, but they, they missed on some others. They got them on lesser charges, but the seditious conspiracy failed in a couple of cases. I think they have to go maximally here too. Like, you know, even if they don't get everything, I feel like they have to make the case. They can't like, they can't hold back here. Like if they, if they feel they've got the goods on him, they need to go full steam ahead. Um, Yeah. And also, you know, I've heard people say, well, 
you know, maybe DOJ will go after the uh, the Mar-a-Lago docs and leave January 6th alone. Because, you know, if you can get them on anything, that's good enough, right? It's the same thing we've talked about before on Capone and taxes and all that kind of stuff. You know, they didn't get them on all the mob stuff. They got them on taxes. And so good enough. And to some degree, I buy that. But at the same time, if you feel you have the evidence of the insurrection charge, for instance, I can't see how you leave it on the table. You have I to know. go for it. Even even yeah. if even if you end up... Even if he had, ends up getting an uh, a, 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 an acquittal on that one, you have to. I mean, you have to lay it all out in public. You have to go through court. You have to make the case. And if you don't, you know, and you you do all of it, right? Like you can't you can't just say, "Oh, we'll only do this one." He's done a whole lot of shit, and I mean, they're not going to go after all of it. Like, I mean. As much as I say, go after all of it. There's just too fucking much. He's been a criminal his entire fucking life. And he's gotten away with it to this point. Like, so uh, yes, take the one that you think you got the best shot at it and push it hardest. But if you got something like the president and insurrection, how do you leave that on the table? I, I think you have to push it as hard as you can. Bottom line, you, you have to. Oh, and and you know, I've I mentioned referrals. The whole the whole January sixth report is also coming out this coming week, probably Wednesday, I believe. Um, also, there's some there's a hearing going on about the his taxes uh, on Tuesday, so it's going to be a very heavy week with with Trump stuff next week. Uh, we've also just to cover all the bases, uh, uh, talking points memo uh, TPM has been releasing all of these texts from Mark Meadows uh, back and forth to Mark Meadows over the course of the last few days uh, that show like something like 40 Republican Congress people like knee deep in this thing. Some, some much deeper than knee deep in this thing um, in terms of how they were talking about the insurrection, which I don't think surprises anybody. And the January 6th committee had all of these texts already. They just got leaked to TPM. Um, But the January 6th committee, uh, in part because of Liz Cheney, has been very, very focused on Donald Trump and has been reluctant to go after other Republicans in Congress specifically uh, who were involved in this scheme. But apparently there were a lot of them. And she's surprise. Well, not surprising, but, you know, still paint them it's still still i don't know I, i'm still to get taken aback by it but it's not surprising no it's not it's not surprising at all um and so we'll have a lot more of that next week um did trump do anything else this week Ugh, what did trump do this week Oh, we did finally, uh, we, we, the New York Times earlier today, I didn't get a chance to read it in detail, but they, they had more information about the place where all these classified documents were stored in Mar-a-Lago and with pictures and some other stuff. And apparently, you know, it, it's, <laughs> I was going to say even worse than people thought, but no, that's not true. It's just, you know, the, 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 the storage closet or whatever he had that these were in were was apparently right off of like some ballroom where there was like activities all the time, weddings and all the bullshit. And, you know, half the time the thing wasn't even locked. Apparently like there were 
pictures of the door open and yeah. So yeah, all, all of these classified docs. Yeah. The security was awesome on them. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure it was impenetrable. I mean, I, 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 I mean, you know, nobody could find those documents, right? They were completely safe and better than, better than the, the national archives or the Pentagon or the white house. I'm sure he had all the up and up security measures. And I mean, nobody's ever broken into the Mar-a-Lago, right? Never, 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 never. But but forget about the breaking in. Apparently, if you if you booked your wedding there, like the 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 bride, you could dance. You you could you could get what your wedding pictures along with classified documents. Exactly. Yo, wow. You know, uh, yeah. The the bride could just take a break and yeah, take a look at a few. You know. Uh, Oh wow. And, and, that sounds and mean, awesome. And meanwhile, the uh, the the new guy, Mister Smith, or whatever his name is, um, what's his name? The the special. I, counsel I don't know. Guy. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was like yeah, he was like Jack Smith or something. It was yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was like the most nondescript a- name. Anyway, he's he's been issuing subpoenas left and right as well. Um, on the January 6th side of things, specifically on the electoral college scheme thing, he's been, and the trying to influence the vote, like he's he's uh, sent subpoenas down to Georgia, to Arizona, to basically all of the states where they were trying to do shenanigans. And uh, so he's digging in. So we'll see. All right. Well. Okay. I think we should wrap it up, Yvonne. Okay. Sure. Okay. So. Uh, with, with that said, um, yeah, uh, curmudgeons-corner.com. You can find all the ways to contact us, um, email, Facebook, and yes, the Twitter accounts are still there. I'm still using mine. Ivana is not using his, so I don't know, it's, but it's still there for the moment. Uh, we, maybe we'll add some Mastodon stuff later. Um, uh, and <laughs> I don't know, who knows what the hell is going to happen with that. Um, and, uh, also you'll find our, um, Patreon where you can send us money. Do we want, do we want uh, people to send us Trump NFTs? Ah, I mean, if you have one sitting around, sure. I mean, we'll sell it, I guess. <laughs> I'll take anything. Cause I'll go, I mean, we'll find a moron to buy it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, if you want to contribute to, uh, the expenses of the show, please, uh, Toss us a little something on Patreon. Um, and at at various levels, we'll give you a mug, a mention on the show, blah, 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 postcard, whatever, whatever, whatever. And at $2 a month or more, or if you just contact an, us in any of those other ways and ask nicely, we will invite you to our curmudgeons course Slack, where Yvonne and I and a bunch of our listeners are sharing links and chatting throughout the week. So Yvonne... How about one thing from one. the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that we have not talked about on the show? Uh, well, it seems that you found Kirsten Cinema's side hustle. Oh, it wasn't me, but yes, go ahead. Oh, was it you? I it thought you. Me. I thought you. Were... I shared an article about somebody who did. Yes, on Slate, somebody said that uh, you know that uh, apparently. There is some account on Facebook Marketplace that seems to either be 
her account or somebody using her name and reselling similar clothing items uh, as the ones worn by Senator Cinema, who uh, and exercise equipment dresses, and a few other things. and uh, dresses quite flamboyantly. Um, she she has a, a, a somewhat unique look. Yes, she has a very you know flamboyant and unique look. And so somebody is either a she's selling her own used stuff, or b somebody just grabbed her name on Facebook and is looking at what she's wearing and then selling the stuff and you know online. I would like to think that it's her really just reselling her shit. Since, you know, yeah. I mean, she is a little bit on the grifty side. No, no, yeah, not, so. n- not, not Senator Cinema. Yeah. So, Come you know, so, so, yeah. He's another, another, yeah, another on the, on the grift, for God's sakes. So, anyway, so, yeah. So that was one that I saw that we didn't discuss. Let's see. Uh, we're going to add a second one is, uh, we're going for two this week. Bonus. That people in rural areas die at higher rates than those in urban areas for basically just about every, every damn reason. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause th- this is, there's this myth about the urban areas being, Oh my God, they're so dangerous. And like, yeah, you know, all kinds of no, yeah, no, no. You want to you want to die easy living in a, a rural area, basically, and it's a combination of factors. Okay, you know, but even if even if you adjust for wealth and all that stuff, it, it's still it, it's more dangerous. You know, no matter what. I mean, one of the big problems is like in a rural area that is probably the the biggest factor is access to emergency healthcare. It's just look, I mean, you or out in a farm in the middle of nowhere and say you cut yourself and you start bleeding, you know, profuse, profusely, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're probably going to be dead. Whereas like my father at our, our house in Weston cracked his head open. was, was bleeding. My, my mom called nine one one. The ambulance was, I mean, a, a phalanx literally of people were there in three minutes. Right. I mean, I have the video. There were like literally in my, Surrounding my father, at least six people. And this was in less than five minutes. Right. And so, you know, he's alive because of that. So right. if he would have been in a rural area, he probably would have been dead. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the emergency health care is part of it, but even like non-emergency care being harder to get oh, to. Oh, that, yeah. Hospitals and, quality, and the yeah. other stuff, you know, uh, getting like, you know, access to health care in general. But I, I was saying and normalizing it for wealth and income because, you know, because the, the wealthy always, you know, they have access to health care, whatever. But the timeliness is what I'm saying. And and that one's impactful that, you know, even if you're wealthy, educated or whatever, but it's it still you still can't escape that. There's, there's uh, still physics involved. Like if you're yes. an hour away from the nearest hospital, you're an hour away from the nearest hospital. There's nothing you can do about that. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. So I guess we'll say goodbye. Um, uh, so everybody, you know, have have a good week uh, over here. You know, we're going to spend the last few quality days with our dog Miley uh, as best we can. And 
So yeah, like I said, uh, oh, uh, before I do that, one more time, tinyurl.com slash 2023ccprad. Give us questions and things you want us to predict on our prediction show. Uh, but yeah, um, like I said earlier, I'm going to play the audio from uh, one of Alex's videos. Video 116, Miley is a Happy Dog, which was recorded uh, June 4th, 2016, after the closing song. I'll just play the audio from that. It's only a minute long. It's him singing. Um, but anyway, thanks, everybody. Uh, and we will talk to you next week. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll go spend time with my dog. Anyway, everyone, goodbye. Bye.